You're listening to You're listening to the to a Beer O'Clock the Beer O'Clock Show. You're listening to the Beer O'Clock Show. It's Beer O'Clock and this is the Beer O'Clock Show with the next instalment in our Irish beer season with a fine looking beer indeed. My name is Mark and joining me is my beer buddy Steve. Hello Steve. Hi Mark, how you doing? I'm doing alright mate, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Very good. Also joining us from five minutes of Finney, but for a little bit longer than five minutes, it's Ireland's own Sarah Finney. Hello, Sarah. Hello, guys. It's good to have Hi, you Hi, Sarah. On. Yeah, great to be here. This week, we are reviewing, like I said, another one of our Irish beers. It is now Black IPA. <laughs> <laughs> this label is really confusing. Black IPA, Black IPA from Blacks of Kinsale, which is a 5%. IPA. Dressed in black, charged with hops ready to rock. Apparently. So um we'll get to that in just a little bit. Stephen. Yes. How's your beery week been, buddy? It's uh, uh been an interesting week this week. Um I was away um and I spent the whole week drinking non-craft beer (laughs) which was an experience to say the least um although in there were uh, because because i was on on one of these random sort of holiday sites and uh there was tiny little on-site supermarket that i went into and they had three bottles of ghost shit left on the shelf so i quickly (laughs) rinsed them of that and i've got to say it was some of the best ghost ship i've tasted in a long time it just tasted absolutely banging so i um i sent a quick text um uh, to, to fergus and said have, have you done anything to to the recipe again and he said no they were just ultra fresh citra hops and and they've really enhanced the flavor oh, um wow. but but yeah i mean really really incredibly t- good tasting ghost ship um but that apart from that the rest of the week was just caught up with kind of supermarket staples, non-craft efforts that I really don't want to share, um, <laughs> if, if, if I'm honest with you. Um, Fair enough. Pr- probably the highlight of the week, drink-wise, was getting back and doing the next beer in what what I'm entitling my little Beer Geek series on, on Instagram. So this is going through some of the Mikella Beer Geek uh beers that are available and this week i did the vanilla shake and oh my word mate you would have absolutely loved it it was just like drinking a thick vanilla milkshake it was it was just amazing stuff um a really really incredible beer one to keep your eye out for but one to be very careful of because as drinkable as it is it's 13 (laughs) percent um so so that that was that that, that's that's definitely the highlight of the week for for me how about about yourself Oh, well, let's go to Sarah first. Okay, yeah, let's let's do that. <laughs> let's mix it up a little bit. <laughs> well, um, I actually tried uh, the Paradox um, Compass Box by BrewDog. Um, that's a new one from them that's done in um, whiskey barrel, barrel-aged, um, and the Compass Box whiskey. Um, so that was actually really, really good. Like, amazing beer. So That must have been right up your street, being a whiskey fan as well. Yeah, I know. I really, really enjoyed that one. <laughs> Probably gonna have to buy some more bottles of that, um, but yeah, that one's fifteen percent. So yeah, it's actually not, not good that it's so good. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I don't know. I've had a lot of random beers this weekend, to be honest. Um, 
I had a Desperate Mile, which is a new beer from Galway Bay, and that's a sour from them, which is quite good as well. I'm not a huge sour beer fan, but that one was very drinkable. So cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, for me this week, I managed to get to uh, the old fountain. Um, Steve, you know the old fountain. Oh, um, cracking pub, mate. Yeah, just off Old Street. Met up with a couple of friends there. And I was only there for two hours, but I managed to get four full pints down me somehow. New personal um, best. <laughs> they weren't easy beers either, I have to say. So one of them was the Stout Milkshake by Wiper and True. Um, Railway Porter from Five Points, which was amazing. That was only 4.8%, but that was all right. Um, the old go-to Citra from Oakham. And the one that I actually texted you about, Steve, and then also went on a little mini love fest on Twitter about, which was Moose Fang by Beavertown. Um, now, I saw this up on the board as being 6.8%. <laughs> so I just ordered a heart. Well, Pete, one of my friends there, I asked, he, it was his round, and I said, just get me a half of that. But they misheard him at the bar, so they gave him a pint of it. And it turns out that it's not 6.8%, it's 8.6%. So by the time I was done with that, after everything else, and I was going on to somewhere else to a work do after that, I was a bit fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Putting it politely. Because um, Pete and I both need to be getting going. That's why I only ordered a half, apart from the strength. And so I had to kind of <laughs> skull this, this pint of 8.6%. But, oh, mate. Gorgeous. What what style of beer is it? It's, it's an uh, Imperial India Brown, isn't it? It's yeah, it's an Imperial Brown Ale. Yeah. It, nice. But it's so smooth and it's oh, but I, I was still feeling the effects like two days later. Um, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good beer. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Anyway, so if you see Moosefang anywhere from Beavertown, I don't know if it's something they're doing regularly now or if it's just a one-off. But I think it's one that they, it's a collab brew I think they did with a Canadian brewery. I'm not quite sure. But it's got all the molassy kind of brown sugars in there and all that kind of stuff. Gorgeous. So, so it sounds incredible. It's one that I've been looking for and I, I keep missing it. So I think short of actually taking a visit up to the Beaver Towns Hap House one Saturday, um, I, I think that's the only way I'm going to get my mitts on it. Yeah, unless Old Fountain, yeah. we've got a little bit of a surprise. And I think at 8.6%, most of their kind of punters won't really go for it. Because they still do have quite the real ale kind of audience that goes there. Yeah, okay. Although, you know, half the beers they offer are crafty ones. It's a good little pub. Anyway, Ooh. let's get on to the news this week, Stevie. Beep, 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 beep. I've I've it's been a very slow news week this week so I've only really got one story and and that is <laughs> as as we record tonight or as you listen to this on Friday there are either 10 or 6 sleeps until unhuman cannibal <laughs> that is all that that's all I've got to report. Um, yes, Un Magic Rocks yearly triple IPA Unhuman Cannibal is released on the sixteenth of April. Um, 
three simultaneous releases one in london one in manchester and one in edinburgh uh, i believe plus there will be bottles available online on the magic rock store and also from beer it and um housed by mal as as well so uh do your best to get hold of a bottle of that of a bottle of that because i'm sure it's going to be stunning um unhuman cannibal 10 or six sleeps or whenever you listen to it work out how many sleeps there are and do your own <laughs> countdown or if you're listening to this after the 16th of april it's too late and you've probably already missed it yeah so um but i'll be probably gushing about it on a show in a couple of weeks time <laughs> just simple as that and i'll probably be um, complaining about how hoppy it is you will be bitching about the amount of hops that are in it i'm sure yes um the uh, a slight little lie there to, to line up that first item there, there is a second news story i, I had to fight work really hard to find a second news story this week and uh, i think this news story will, will show just how hard i had to work to find something that i felt was newsworthy and i only think it's newsworthy because i think they've stolen our idea um so tv duo the hairy bikers are about to launch a new bbc series on the pubs that built britain this summer um yeah i know mate Seriously, there goes our Dave Plus One contract. <laughs> honestly, um, that and that's it. That and unless Sarah's got anything that's been going on in in Ireland that, that that's newsworthy this week. Um. Well, Dungarvan just released a collab beer that was done with uh, Nonya, um, which is like a seaweed saison. So that's kind Ooh, of interesting. Different. So, and there was just an. Easter Fest down in Cork that Francis Kinwell put on a, with a bunch of different breweries, Irish breweries down there. So that apparently went very, very well for them. Um, I couldn't make it down, but it was supposed to be pretty good. And then Galway Bay is opening up another pub in Christchurch um, soon. So I think that, geez, um, I don't know how many pubs they have. Maybe their sixth or seventh pub now in the country. Wow. I don't know. Yeah. So Cool. Well, in that case, if that's that. all the news we have from here and Ireland, shall we get into this week's Irish beer? Yes, let's. I'm really thirsty tonight, <laughs> so, <laughs> and I'm looking forward to this. A nice black IPA. Yeah, black IPA from Blacks of Kinsale. Let's get into it. Oh, it's got a nice um, IPA-like aroma from the bottle. Now, mm. now, before you start crucifying me for that statement, um, <laughs> obviously, being a black IPA, there is always that chance that you're not going to get the traditional IPA aroma. Uh, uh, it seems to be what I'm getting initially from the bottle. Nice big head on it. Yeah. Yep. Slightly light tan. Very carbonated. I've got, I've got mm. a really fizzy one here. Really <laughs> lively one. Good aromas to it. Lovely lemony hops on that. Yeah, it's quite just citrusy. I also get a bit of licorice almost off the nose. I don't know yes, why. yeah. I, no, I, I can agree with that. There was there was something in there that I was trying to pick out, and I was like, I, I couldn't find it. But I think licorice is bang on. All right, should we um should we dig into this? Yeah. Let's... Mm -hmm. Cheers, slancher. Yeah. Slancher. Exactly. <laughs> that's um sharp mm -hmm. there's a there's a sharp bitterness coming through on that there's, there's quite a bit of um quite a bit of roasted malts coming through in in there um, yeah it's almost 
like it's almost like bitter chocolate that you cook with. Yes, yeah. Yeah, love, lovely bit of chocolate. Burnt biscuit in there as well. There's there's a there's a hint of the citrus from 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 the hops, but it's only a hint, and and it seems to be, whereas it seemed to be pre predominantly on that that was what you was getting on the aroma, on on the flavour it seems to have gone somewhat to the to, to the background. Yeah, do we know what hops are yeah. in this one, by the way? Um, doesn't doesn't say on the bottle. Actually, don't, and it doesn't say on the website either. Um, I should have asked Sam. Is this um, a brewery you know quite well, Sarah? Yeah, um, I've met Sam and his wife, Mad Madeline, um, quite a few times. Um, they've brewed quite a few different beers. Um, they're Black IPA. They have what they call their KPA, which is a Kinsale, pretty much Kinsale IPA. Um, and then they have a Session beer, um, another one that's a high-vis high double IPA. Um, and they just brewed a, a stout recently, um, which they show, showed at Alltech. And they barrel aged that one in a rum barrel and, and a whiskey barrel as well. Um, so that was something a bit different, the rum barrel one. Um, and those beers, honestly, they won a few awards for those beers as well. Um, their Black IPA actually won a silver at that. Um, so it won a silver for the Dublin Beer Cup. Their high vis won a silver, and then they have another beer, um, the Rocket Ship, which was an IPA, and that won a bronze. So um, they're doing pretty well as far as that goes. They started out in 2013, so they've only been around for a couple of years now. That that seems to be a bit of a uh, a theme with with most of the breweries that we've featured um, from Ireland this series is that they they've only been around for a couple of years. Yeah. Um. Is 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 that part of the of the growing um, ab abundance and scene that, that that you're finding now in Ireland? I think so. Just because, like, obviously, craft beer is getting so much bigger here. Uh, more people are getting into it. Like he started home brewing first. His wife bought him a. a homebrewing kit and he started doing that first so i think um you know people are getting into it first that way and then finding a love or a passion for it and it, since it's gotten bigger here they're starting to do it um you know as a career instead of just a hobby they actually started through i think um a crowdfunding type of a thing to actually get their brewery going um brew full-time and this was actually the first black IPA in Ireland. Um, uh, see, now I was going to ask that because I've not seen that many black IPAs. Um, so is, is this is this still kind of the standout black IPA for, yeah, for the I mean, Irish market? Yeah, I mean, you really, I don't, I'm trying to think if there's really very many other ones. I think maybe, um, Maybe one other brewery does one, but it's a it's a black rye IPA that they do, um, and that might be the only other one. I don't, there's not very many black IPAs at all in Ireland. Um, and actually, when this came out, I didn't even like IPAs at all, and so I started by drinking this and then got into IPAs. 
which is kind of odd. I think that's interesting because, I mean, black IPAs were probably all the rage over here two, maybe three years ago. You, you couldn't move for black IPAs. Everyone was brewing a black IPA. Um, and, and then there was the famous comment by the, the beer writer Roger Protz who said that they're an insult to brewing history because <laughs> the, the, the style simply shouldn't exist. Um, yeah. and, and loads of people jumped on that. And I think since then we've seen not so many being produced now, but, and, and I know this is something that we, we've had a discussion about a couple of times on the show is what should a black IPA taste like? Should it, should it be a, a really nice hoppy IPA that's just got like a hint of, of roasted malt in it, or should it be a hoppy stout? And that's, I, I guess, I'd be quite keen to get your view on that. What, what, what do you think defines the black IPA style? I think it would be more of a hoppy IPA that has the roasty malt in it, a hoppy stout, really. Mm. But that's just my opinion on it. I guess he, Sam made this one because he really liked Thornbridge Raven originally, and that's the only one they could find over here at all. And so that's why he thought to make a black IPA. It's interesting you should say that actually about Thornbridge Raven. Um, gives us a, a nice little segue in, into something that we've we've done recently. We we reviewed that uh, a couple of years ago when we first started the podcast. Yeah. Um, and we've we've recently just um, re-recorded a review of it for a new series that we're going to be doing, which is called Revisited, where where we go back and we re-review beers that we did when we first started and we maybe feel as though we didn't give them the, the credit that was due or that our palates weren't ready for. And, and, and we actually re-recorded Wild Raven as, as it's called now, because there's a, there's a subtle change in the name. Yeah. And I, I think I said to, to, to you, Mark, when we were recording that I'd forgotten how good that beer was. Yeah. It is such an easy, easy accessible beer for what you think should be quite an inaccessible style to the average beer drinker you know a black ipa sounds quite daunting you don't know if you're going to be getting yeah. a really hoppy stout or it's just an ipa that just happens to be black but yeah i mean raven's a lovely beer and i'm finding this one is just as accessible i think it's not quite up there with the raven for me um, but no. that would be quite difficult yeah but... yeah it, it finishes into, you know, a lovely warm coffee tones, um, nice bittering all the way through it, and um, nice spice from the hops, and it's, yeah. it's a lovely beer, this one. It's quite nice. And I guess now they're selling it in, like, major supermarket chains here as well. Um, I haven't fully seen it, but he said it's their second biggest selling product here um, now, which is quite interesting. He said it was interesting that it shows where the Irish craft beer market has gone because they're actually able to support the black IPA in a bigger market. So is is the Kinsale Pale, think... is that the most popular beer? I would say so. I okay. didn't ask him, but I would say so. The KPA is extremely popular. So, um... do, do, do you think there's always been a tendency to veer away from doing black black IPAs because of the predominance of the stout market in Ireland? 
Um, probably. I mean, that's what most people would probably go for just because of, like, I guess the connotations around it and how traditional it is to have a stout. And I think a lot of the brewers here, uh, especially the newer ones when they're first starting out, they're, the things that they would go for would be to brew maybe a red because those are, you know, the core beers they think that they should have. Um, and not a lot of them are innovative enough or have come up with enough until later on to go and say, hey, in my core range, I'll do something completely different. Well, I think I think if this is doing for Black IPA in in Ireland, what Thornbridge Raven did for Black IPA over here, then you know it's doing a good job, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, no, it definitely is. Now, have you had um, Black's Muddled Tea Stout? Yes, I have. And what's that like? It's very, very good. It's very rich, you know, nice chocolatey, full-bodied stout. And, they and do it a, was they do a rum edition as well. Yeah, they do rum and a whiskey barrel aged one as well. But those were only for that um, festival, so oh, right, it's not okay. like, yeah, it's sadly you can't get those in bottles. <laughs> oh, that's a real shame. I, I would have really liked to have tried the tried the rum version of that. I mean, the Model T he bottled originally, um, and he said now that the the Model T will come back out in bottle and the Hive as well as well because both of those aren't in bottle right now. Um, and I think I remember when 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 I was over. And, and I, or I might have just made this up completely um, for a talking point. Did somebody mentioning that he's looking at cans as well? He is. He is actually looking at cans. He's canned it before. He canned, I want to say he canned his KPA before, um, and he was working through it. Um, and he has a can design and everything. He just, I don't think he's put in a, um, a canning line yet. Um, the only place so far that's put in a canning line was Metal Man. Um, but he is looking into canning for sure. They did just get their distillery license, um, though, that brewery. Um, so he has his distillery license and he's just gotten a still in. So he's actually planning on doing some small batch spirits. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so that he can barrel age beers and barrel age some of his spirits later on probably as well. Um, uh, so that should be interesting, I think. <laughs> Get a little bit more uh, rain to be more innovative, not have to worry about looking for a barrel from somebody else, I guess. Yeah, when when you're using using your own. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I recently went up to, to, to Adnams in, in Southwold, and they're, they're doing the same. They're... Um, They've been producing uh, whiskies for uh, a few years now, and they're yeah. they're just maturing in the barrels, and and they're saying that the that the goal is eventually to to be able to use those barrels to then put the beers back into, to to start doing a lot more barrel aging of of their stuff as well. So, um, but that process obviously takes time. It's not something that you can you can rush. No, yeah, especially for. Um whiskey obviously because it's not really whiskey until it's three years old so that's a bit bit longer not like gin or you know vodka or something like that you know make it it's ready (laughs) okay so so i'm i'm a a bit ignorant when it comes to whiskey why isn't it a whiskey until it's three years old what 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 happens that it suddenly becomes a whiskey 
that's pretty much just standard law, but it, it just needs that long to barrel age before it actually is considered a whiskey. It takes on the color of whatever cask it's in, takes on the flavor of whatever wood it's in as well. Um, you know, it gains flavor and character throughout the years. So, I mean, normally we wouldn't even want a, you know, three-year-old whiskey. It's okay, but it's it gains, like, character as it ages. So, you know, 12-year-old whiskey is going to be much better than a three-year-old whiskey. But then a 12-year-old better whiskey can be better than a um, on the whiskey and what it's gaining from the barrel. So now I know. Thank you. What are your thoughts on this on this beer as you've gone further on, Steve? Um, it's it's enjoyable. It's it is quite bitter, um, yep. and and that bitterness begins to be a little bit hard work. I have to say, um, it's it's well balanced, um, but. For me, I'd, I'd like maybe a little bit more hop character actually in the beer mm-hmm. rather than just in the aroma um, and maybe a little less bitterness on the finish. Um, but it's, a, you know, it's a decent drinkable black IPA. Yeah, I, I echo your thoughts, Steve. I, th- I think it's, it's a pretty decent beer, very accessible, um, one for a black IPA. But it'll be nice to have that refreshing hoppiness all the way through it, all the way to the end. It is kind of leaning towards a much more bitter finish now. Yeah, I mean, it definitely is quite a bitter beer. So, yeah, it could could use some more hops. But it does at least show people, kind of open people up to black IPAs in Ireland and kind of show them what they are. Mm. Yeah. So. Cool. Yeah. Steve, do you want to go on to your, to your new segment, mate? Yes, let's. Okay. <laughs> Now Steve's got a new segment he's throwing in, throwing into the show. I don't know if it's going to be every week. He surprises me with these little things on usually on Monday mornings. <laughs> um, so let's introduce Steve's new segment called <laughs> Craft Baker. Okay, so, so so this week I've um I've been playing around with uh double chocolate porter brownies and and I think it's a recipe that Sarah will be very familiar with because oh, yes. it's from the Slancher book. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I took the recipe um from from the book for these double chocolate porter brownies, and and I decided I was going to bake them with some Harvestoon old engine oil because I thought it would work very, very well. Um, and they've come out fantastically. I've, I've got a tray of the moistest um, brownies I've ever tasted, and I'm, I'm going to eat one now. <laughs> oh, uh, You're not going to share? Not uh, more. I was uh, calling them all kinds of names when he was texting me about this today. That's just cruel. cruel. It's sticky. It's... <laughs> It's all around my teeth and everything. It's <laughs> rich, rich chocolate um, that just works oh, so well how, with the beer in it. And I actually managed to save myself a little bit of the beer to try with a brownie tonight <laughs> as well. So um, I'm just, I'm just going to enjoy a little sup of old engine oil, just, just with a mouthful of the brownie. Hang on. <laughs> And if you want to have the recipe that Steve used for this, um, check out our Instagram because he took a photo of it out of the book. 
with a bottle of uh, old engine oil beside it. I took a photo of a little bit of it. Oh, okay, you're not all of uh, it. I have contacted the two ladies that wrote the book and asked them if they'd be happy for us to share the recipe with our okay. listeners. Um, okay. As we recalled, they've not come back either way, <laughs> but it was obviously a bank holiday today. Um, if we do get the recipe um, and we're allowed to share it, what we'll do is we'll take a picture of it and we'll put it in the show notes, we'll put a link to it in the show notes. But, um, yeah, give these a go. They're so easy to make. Um Took me about 10 minutes to prepare all the ingredients, mix it all together, mm-hmm. 20 minutes in the oven, um, another 20 minutes or so to cool, and then you've got the most amazing moist brownies. <laughs> um, Mark, I'll tell you what, mate, this would work so well with Oladu as as well. Um, and that's what I'm going to do next time I do these brownies. I'm going to use one of my bottles of Oladu. So. Well- Mate, I'm seeing you in about ten sleeps, so why don't you do up a batch and bring them in for the Unhuman Cannonball launch? <laughs> I might do actually. Good man. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was um, that was this week's craft baker. <laughs> Very nice. Book, book, book. Very good. <laughs> now let's see how often he bakes to actually see if this is a recurring segment. Yeah. Next do <laughs> next do beer mac and cheese. That's good. Oh, I've done that. I've done that before. Well, do it um, again and tell us about it. Yeah. Okay. I, I will. I'll, I'll try and make it a, a regular feature, um, although it might end up being like once in a blue moon type thing. Yeah. yeah. And because I'm on a diet, I'll be living vicariously through you and your baking, Steve. Yeah. Mate, honestly, these brownies have to die for that. I don't, I don't want to hear about it anymore. I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> have you got an Instagram of the week, mate? Apart from I, the picture of your brownies. I, I am, but. I've got brownie smudged all over my page now, so I can't really see. No, um, it, it was quite an easy one this this week actually. Um, there was one was. one that stood out above all others. Um, son of a gun for for his um, yeah. Easter <laughs> um, themed bottle of Enigma on a cross with <laughs> all of its um, disciples standing around the cross it's a picture that has to be seen to be believed but um son of a gun is is our uh prizes prize winner this week probably for the fourth or fifth time this season uh, <laughs> i think but that's that's on our instagram um account and it's in the show notes and if, if you want to enter your own picture into our weekly big box of nothing prize this prize sorry i've still got brownie in my mouth i'm still trying to get rid of it as i'm talking um <laughs> Just, just put your pictures up on Instagram and, and use the hashtag cheers, guys, and, and we'll find them. And as I say, that, that'll that put you in the chance of winning the biggest box of nothing. Or, or I might one day actually send out, I don't know, a little box of brownies or something as, as, a, as a prize. But don't hold me to that. Oh. Um, <laughs> so, so, yeah, that, that's it, mate. Cool. So what's coming up next week? Oh, just took another mouthful of brownie. I could tell. <laughs> well, next week um, we've got, from five points, we've got Hook Island Red. There you go. Yes, we have. That's it. There, there you go. Hook Island Red um, from Five Points. Um, continuing with a bit of theme of the theme this season because we've done a few red owls this season. Um, so, so that'll be a be another interesting one to try because I believe that's a uh, red rye beer. So um, oh, interesting. It'd be good to give that a go. Indeedy. Now, Sarah, you do your YouTube series Five Minutes of Finney, which people can find on YouTube, funny enough. Yes. 
Yes, <laughs> they so can. Do they just go onto YouTube and search for Five Minutes of Finney, or do you have a website or a URL? Um, it's uh, <laughs> I have a website which is fiveminfinney.com mm-hmm. as well, um, where they can find it. And on YouTube, it's Five Min F, which is kind of bizarre, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, you can get this week's beer, the Black IPA from Black Token Sale as well as all of the Irish beers that we're doing this season in a special little box from drinkstore.ie. Go to the website and click on the Season 6 beer list and you will find the link there where you can get it. And considering how strong the pound is at the moment, get in, get it, fill your box up with a little bit more and you'll get a shitload of beer for a decent amount of cash. I have to admit, I I did that this week, mate. (laughs) I I went in for a box for about 18 beers, I think. Um, because it's so ridiculous that the exchange rate is such in our favour at the moment. <laughs> I, I was like, give me all the Irish beers. <laughs> <laughs> and the Beer O'Clock Show is proud to be supported by Ales by Mail, your premier destination for bottled real ales delivered directly to your door. Visit alesbymail.co.uk and use the code BOCS10 for a, de- for a, for a 10% discount. <laughs> Right, Sarah, thanks again for joining us. We're going to have you on in a few weeks again for the yeah. final, I think. The final, yeah. Which is Pretty exciting. Good fun. Yeah. Steve, until next week, buddy. It's been the highlight of my week, mate. Until next week. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs>